I just was like, what? Hi! Yeah. Oh, I have received a message. From the universe? From a messenger. Oh, yeah, of course. Our greatest masters are disappearing. I fear this is the work of Lord Shen, who has unleashed a new kind of threat on our world. This could mean the end of Kung Fu. But I just got Kung Fu! And now you must save it. Take the five. It is time for the next phase of your journey. My fist hungers for justice. That was my fist. We need to get to that tower without being spotted by those wolves. Huh? Got it. Stealth mode. I hate this sneaking around. Hey. Hey. I like it. How can Kung Fu stop something that stops Kung Fu? Here we go! Remember, Dragon Warrior, when you follow the noble path, anything is possible. I'm freaking in. Signs. What signs? Ah! So many signs. Ah! ah my old enemy. Stairs. Guess who's back? 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 Hooray! Welcome, welcome to Dream Tricks Podcast. Was that a good one? Yeah, that was good. All right. I liked it. He's back. I'm back. The triumphant return. Uh, John, I know. I don't know. You don't have access to the podcast, like feed and like information. I don't. But on Spotify, I set the question for the episode to do you miss John? (laughs) And uh, I got several replies of people who missed you. So, well, that's good. Yeah. (laughs) I'm glad several people missed me. Yeah. I think at least at least four Plus me, I didn't leave her. I didn't answer the question because I okay. Asked it. But there were five people we know of, at least in the whole world, yeah. who listened well, last good. week and said, "Where is John? I miss him." Are there people that did not miss me? No one. No one wrote in to say so. Okay. At least. What about on Spotify? Mm-mm, no, not there either. 
Okay. No one, no one reached out to say, I'm glad you were gone. Well, <laughs> part of me kind of wishes there was so I can just say, well, that's just too damn bad. Cause guess <laughs> back, baby. <laughs> Woo. Anyway, welcome to dream jerks podcast, the show where we talk about every DreamWorks animated film in order, no matter what. My name is Kenneth. My good friend and co-host here is John. That's me. And we're the two guys. We're the jerks, the dream jerks. We watch all the DreamWorks movies and we talk about them with our friends and guests so that you know, I get, I, so that you don't have to hear us talk about them. (laughs) (laughs) We're not really providing a service. I mean, we're talking about the films. Yeah. We rank them. We are, yeah. And we, and we talk about um, what kind of rides or attractions we'd want to see from them. Yeah. You know what, John? I've been thinking. Hmm. As much as the fast food tie-ins w- was a fun thing to get into in the start, I'm kind of losing interest in it. It's not that you, much fun to talk about what toys there were. Well, that's because we haven't seen a lot of like Australian fast food chain tie-ins or anything like that. Yeah, that's true. That segment did give us our connection to Red Rooster, mm-hmm. um, famed, world famous Australian chicken fast food chain. Yep. Red Rooster. Hungry Jacks. Hungry Jacks. Um, I don't know. Like, there hasn't been anything else. No. So. We haven't dove deep enough. No. We got to go even further down under to find <laughs> that stuff. <laughs> Tasmania. Yeah. <laughs> They're hiding in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm 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 leaning towards retiring the segment. But I'm not ready to pull that trigger just yet. OK. How do you feel about that? Um, I'm OK either way. I mean, we don't necessarily have to talk about the fast food tie ins. If anything, it kind of just adds more to our <laughs> podcast which can get up to two hours in length sometimes so yeah it just adds it's a roadblock on the way to talk about the ride ideas which is really the fun part to me i agree as so i was like let's all right let's it. get to this so that we can get onto the rides you know yeah. every time we get to the toys i'm just like all right let's get through this just and what? it's not we don't even really talk about the toys we just list what they were and we say well, so that's what it was yeah <laughs> well yeah that that's really all we do and let's be honest the the fast food toy is kind of like waned on popularity i feel like yeah mid to late 90s that was probably like the peak of its popularity having those fast food toys yeah and nowadays it just seems kind of something passe or just you, you kind of receive it right as oh here's another thing to put in your home maybe Maybe it's because we're not, you know, the target age group for a fast food kids meal um, and then the toys that would come with it. But like, it just also seems to me like the more we the more we talk about them, the more we see what they were, the less interesting they become. Like, they're just they're just a static figure that you press a button and it says something. That's not that fun. Yeah. Or it's arm moves. Yeah, or something like 
I, I so I can kind of get that. The older we become, the more of the world that we see, and the more of the world that we see, the less impressed that we become of the little things. <laughs> yeah, at the age of six, when you got a Happy Meal like Hot Wheel, and you were like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to play with this in the bathtub." <laughs> yeah. And oh, now you're like, see, okay, bathtub reminds me of the Happy Meal toys for Muppets Treasure Island, which were all, I think, bathtub toys. It seems like they used to care more about what they did and what they were. Yeah. Now, not so much. Now it's like a, just a pure promotional uh, gimmick with like very little care put into like, what are these toys going to be? It's like, all right, we got to put toys so the kids will want to see the movie. Um, and then that's it. Yeah. Seems like they used to really put some uh, effort into it. Well, do you think... Uh, the most recent one that was fairly popular was the 50th anniversary Disney toys from McDonald's. Pro- yeah, I mean, that was a big deal. There was 50 of them. Yeah. Our, our crazy. La- last week's guest host, Kyle, I think he got all 50 of them. Jeez. Good and he, 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 compl- he collected an entire set for himself and... Um, I think also a, a, like duplicate sets for friends, like at least one friend. So he ended up buying a hundred at least <laughs> happy meals, <laughs> happy meal. No, well, and you don't have to buy the meal. So like he doesn't buy the meal. You can just go and buy the toy. Oh, okay. Which I did when they had a few years ago, they did a line of, uh, super Mario world, uh, toys. And I was trying to collect that whole set. I got all, but like two or three of them. No. Oh. They're all here right here on my shelf. You got Mario, you got Star Mario, a red shell, green mushroom, uh, Yoshi, Peach. I didn't get Luigi. And I'm guessing there must have been a Bowser. Yeah. Didn't get how, how, how long ago was this? Uh, 2017, 2018, maybe. Okay. So maybe... Listen to this. Some, maybe they're still... Maybe there's still a thing. What is that? That's the mushroom. Oh, it is. It's one of mushroom. Or there's this one, the Mario, regular Mario figure that does this. Oh, he jumps. Yeah, he's got a little button on the bottom of his of his platform and when you uh when it, you release it, so like in theory, he would be on a table and when you pick him up, he goes Oh, yes. So it's more interesting when we actually have the toys. I think if we don't have them, I think I I'm 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 willing to say this right now. The only way we will talk about fast food toys now is if someone writes in to specifically say this is a toy I had. It was important to me. It meant a lot to me. And uh, and uh, I'd like to I'd like for you to discuss it. Okay. Other than that. It's not fun to hear people just list what toys were. Yeah. <laughs> That's bad podcasting. Someone should have called us out by now. Yeah. Well, I, I liked <laughs> last week's episode when Kyle had them. Yeah, he actually had them. And so that was yeah. kind of interesting. Right. But not probably not as interesting to the listeners who couldn't see him <laughs> yeah. displaying the toys. <laughs> Oh, wow. Hey, do you want to listen to my collection? (laughs) (laughs) 
of toys. You want to listen to all the Funko Pops that I have? Yeah. <laughs> don't they sound wonderful? Listen. I don't know if you can hear, but I have two Weird Al Funko Pops over there on my record player. Wow, I can hear them from here. Classic Al and the uh, Fat Video Al. That's awesome. Yeah. Both of them. Look, One of them was an it. FYE exclusive. Can you hear that? Whoa. <laughs> I hear the sticker. Yeah. Um. Anyway. We have a guest. <laughs> He's been sitting so patiently. He's been sitting there for 10 minutes waiting. Oh, no. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Returning. He, you last time you heard him was on the episode for Kung Fu Panda. Welcome back to the show. Here are our resident Kung Fu Panda expert. Connor. <laughs> hello. Hello. hello I, don't know if I, I don't know if I'm an expert, but I, I have thoughts. You're you're an impassioned fan. Oh, OK. Okay. Right? Is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean, of the first one, I would say so. This, uh, I will say, I haven't seen this movie in like probably close to a decade. Oh, okay. Uh, until we, I watched it for uh, this show. Yeah, it's. I mean, I don't want to get too much into it. We do have some other in, uh, business to get yes. to before yes. we uh, start talking about the movie. But uh, this is a this is a this is a high quality franchise. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but before we get into the movie, today's movie, there is really important news in the world of uh, an interest of all of ours. Obviously, we're all interested in DreamWorks. We're all fans of the theme parks. We talk a lot about the parks on here. As you are listening to this, Shrek 4D at Universal Studios Florida is permanently closed. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, we I guess are. That would make sense. That's a DreamWorks attraction. Yeah, the first DreamWorks attraction ever. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, we uh, as we are recording this tomorrow is the final day of operation of Kung F- of uh, of Shrek 4D. Uh, I actually went and and watched it today. I went and did the whole experience. Waited in the line, saw the pre-show. John, you know, it feels like we we should do a bonus episode about Shrek 4D in honor of its closure. Okay, I'm cool with that. I don't know what we would do. Just talk about it. Maybe we can try to, uh, like, uh, we, maybe we'll, we'll talk about it off air, I think. But I'd, I'd like to do something special for Shrek 4D as the premiere, uh, as the nation's leading experts on DreamWorks animation, as I like to call us. Uh, it is, I think, our duty to uh, pay tribute to this uh, closed attraction. We must. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's only right. What are your uh, general, I mean, we talked about this when we, when we talked about the announcement that it would be closing, but uh, do you think you're, I mean, tomorrow's the last day as we're recording. Do you think you're going to get a chance to to do it one last time? Or do you think your final ride is behind you already? You know, um, it's tough to say. I, I am going to be working tomorrow, uh, so I'll have time to stop by uh, later on in the evening. Mm-hmm. And I imagine the extended queue is going to be chock full of people trying to get one last ride in just to, say, just to say that they did. I might join them uh, just to be a part of that experience, just to say, hey, I did it one last time. Yeah. 
you know um the only ride that i rode on its last day at universal was confrontation oh yeah back when it was in the new york area okay yeah yeah i i think i've been on the final day of i know i was there for the last day of twister nice and i did the last day of disaster and beetlejuice nice I did I was not there for the last day of Terminator. Oh, see, I didn't get to say goodbye to Terminator or Jaws. That mm. kills me. The fact that I did not or Confrontation, I didn't get to go and say goodbye to any of those rides and no, ride them for the last time, knowing that it would be my last time. Yeah. Uh, but uh, are, are there any IOA? I know I did Dragon Challenge close to the end, but mm-hmm. I the last rides that I had on it were so smooth and enjoyable where like that ride oftentimes did kind of rattle my brain and, and leave me a little bit woozy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so th- towards the end I rode once and I said, that was so pleasant. That was my last ride. I'm not going to do it again. Nice. Um, and oh, so I-, I did go for one of the last days of uh, the eighth voyage of Sinbad. Oh, you know, I think yeah, so did I. I don't know if it was the last day, but I did go to say say goodbye, knowing right. it would be my last time. Yeah. Um, and as for tomorrow, I I if I if I do get to do it tomorrow, it'll have to be early because um, mm. I am busy tomorrow night uh, when the park will be closing. So I'll have to do it in the morning if I can manage to get out there early enough. I don't know what the lines are going to be like today. The line was very short when I went and did it around like four o'clock, four thirty ish. It was pretty. I mean, I only had to wait for the next pre-show to load, you know. All right. That's not too bad. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens tomorrow. I I suspect that there's going to be a good number of uh maybe annual pass holders that are going to stop by and yeah. write it one last time um and <laughs> there there might be some casual uh guests that might come in and and write it not knowing it's going to be the last time yeah um, yeah well okay i will say this today when i did it one uh the person doing the uh the spiel in the pre-show room did say like, all right, everyone will go all the way in all the way to that purple wall on the left with the axes on it. Go ahead and take one. We're closing tomorrow. We don't need it anymore. Give it to your <laughs> child as a gift next Christmas, you know, like all this stuff. That's funny. Um, and then as we were walking out of the theater, I heard a few people saying, bye, Shrek. Bye, Shrek. Aww. And a dad even told his daughters, <laughs> say bye to Shrek, girls. Wow. <laughs> And then as I was walking past the the uh, donkey and Shrek meet and greet, uh, I heard some guests singing the Shrek in the Swamp karaoke dance party to Shrek. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> which made me laugh really hard. <laughs> That's going to be a whole other interesting dynamic because Shrek 4D dumps out into the park right in front of the Shrek and donkey meet and greet. Yeah. Now, from what I understand, Shrek and Donkey are still going to be there meeting yes. guests after the ride is closed. But without those show dumps going right out into the park and right towards Shrek and Donkey. Yeah. It's going to be kind of interesting seeing how many people will stop because I've walked by there um, visiting the park. I've walked by there and you'll notice where 
if there's no like show dumps happening or anything like that, the street's pretty dead. Yeah. You know, it's one of those side streets in the in Universal where um you you have the the Shrek 40 exit that's not going to be there anymore. You have the Shrek meet and greet, you have the Transformers meet and greet, and then you have the restrooms next to Mel's yeah. drive-in. And that's all that's down in the alley. Before before they added Transformers and before they really had uh, Donkey, they used that street as a uh, scare zone for their Halloween Horror Nights event. Yeah, I remember there was a, a black chain link fence, like moving maze scare zone yeah. on that street. That Night maze. Night maze. Okay, yeah. I didn't remember that. The name. Uh, that was a street uh, filled entirely with chain link fences uh, covered in black cloth and scare actors dressed in all black. And as people would walk through the the maze, the performers would move the gates. They would move chain link fence around. Yeah. So it, in concept wise, it's an interesting concept of there's this ever changing maze and the walls are moving and you could get trapped in at one point. But execution is. <laughs> yeah, there, it wasn't much of a much of a, a obstacle to get from one end to the other. Right. It was right. It wasn't that complex of a maze. It might have right. been like, oh, you can't walk straight. Now you have to make a right and walk that way. Yeah. And but, mixing that with drunk guests is <laughs> not a good combo. Yeah. Now, I do remember the War of the Undead, which was a really great World War II scare zone with tanks and bunkers and uh, uh, zombies uh, fighting for, you know, German forces and allied forces. Uh, I thought that was a really neat scare zone. And the. Uh, I want to say it was the American Gothic scare zone where it had all of the older um uh, American Century. Oh, oh, this is a full length train. That's rare. Yeah, that is rare. What just happened? Nice little Usually. surprise. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Connor. That <laughs> a crazy train just went past my window. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so to cover up the noise of the train, uh, we play that song. Okay, that's fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. Um, I was really confused for a second. Yeah, American Goth. American Gothic scare zone with headless horseman, Lizzie Borden, characters like that. So those are the scare zones that I remember yeah, from that street. But now that you're not going to have those show dumps, it, it's going to kind of feel a little sparse, I feel. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Uh, do you have any plans to say goodbye to Shrek, Connor? No. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, Good I'm not... answer. Good answer. <laughs> I'm not really a big fan of the attraction. I'll be honest. Um, as as much as I like Shrek the movie, the property, yeah. Um, the attraction, not so much. Uh, I I did it. Um, I I don't think I've done it since the pandemic hit. So I mean, it's it's been a while. Um, but I, I feel like I got you know enough rides on it to be comfortable with like 
letting it go for whatever's next. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not a big fan. It's just kind of like you can watch this movie that you could also watch on Netflix actually. Right. And, um, but instead of on your couch, it's like a chair that tries to hurt you. <laughs> uh, it did you know, kind of hurt me today. Yeah. My, I've got a knot in my back and shoulder right now that, uh, <laughs> that this, those chairs did not help me. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of the thing with Shrek. Um, <laughs> I, I, I was, you know, listening to you guys talk about, uh, some of the other things you did when they closed though. And I thought that was interesting that you got to do like confrontation on the day it closed and stuff. Yeah. Um, that's very cool. Unknowingly just showed up because, Oh wow. Oh, what? Then, uh, yeah. Unknowingly because I, uh, back then I had a annual pass and my brother and I, uh, would visit Universal Studios and Isles of Adventure uh, while we were in high school very frequently. Um, and one day we showed up and we were walking through the park and saw, oh, confrontation. Oh, it's closing. It's closing today. Well, we got to write it. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, awesome. I don't know that I ever actually got to ride confrontation. I- I'm trying to think back. Because it, it closed in 2002 in September. I was like five. So mm. I don't, I don't mm. think I had been to Universal yet, actually. Um, but it, but wow. you guys talking did get me thinking about some of the things that, you know, I did experience before they closed. Uh, I remember doing something like Twister, for example, but I, I wasn't like consciously aware that it might be going away at some point. Because um, when I got my annual pass to Universal finally... Uh, Fallon was being built, so Twister mm. was already gone. Mm. Um, I I, I uh, went to the last day of Twister wearing because they they had already announced what would be replacing it. We knew that it was going to be a uh, Tonight Show themed ride. Okay, okay. Uh, and so I went to the last day of Twister wearing a Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon t shirt. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, you know, I don't remember my last ride on Jaws. I obviously. I remember doing Jaws a bunch of times when I was a kid and stuff. Uh, I don't remember my last ride on it. In terms of things I do remember, uh, I was there on one of the last days of Terminator. It, it may have been the last day it, or like the next to last day. Um, and then I remember my final ride on Disaster. Again, it wasn't like I was consciously aware that it was going to close. But it was senior skip day at, in my high school. And oh. me and my friend... We got one day tickets, went down to Universal, and we did uh, Disaster because it was one of my favorites. Honestly, I really loved that attraction, and I got to be one of the dudes that like wore the hard hat and rubbed his hands together oh, and got that's the Yeah, so I got to be part of it in, in my last ride. And obviously, like I said, I didn't know it was going to be my last ride, but now looking back, it's like, all right, well, at least on my last ride, I got a good, you know, memory out of it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, probably a no go on the last day. Right? I wish I could have uh, got down there to do Mummy one more time before it closed for the refurb. Mummy but I, I did do I... it. I, I did do it in like the uh, the beginning of December when I was there for the Christmas stuff. So, and I knew that was probably going to be my last time on it. So I was I was aware that it'd be my last time before the yeah. refurb. But it would have been nice to get down there one more time for that. Yeah, and it's we still don't know how extensive the refurb is going to be. How exactly. So like it might not exactly. even really be worth. Uh, making a big fuss about it i don't know we don't yeah know. But, like um, it just depends on if they make story tweaks really like that's the only that's the yeah. only thing and again like we don't know so we'll see right um last thing i'll say on trek 4d i just remember 
being an annual pass holder when it opened, when I was, what it opened, what, 2003, four? Sure, I want to say 2004. What, I, th- I think I was like 12 or 13 when that opened and we were, I was a pass holder, went to the pass holder preview, got free Shrek ogre ears uh, that I don't know, think I still have. And I've been going in that Shrek uh, uh, gift shop every chance I get to see if they've come back in stock. And it kind of looks like they might have been out of stock forever before I ever thought to go look for them. Yeah. You got to imagine they would still have Shrek merchandise in the park, right? Like Shrek is huge. Yeah. I, you know, it's a staple of DreamWorks and a staple of Universal. You would think that they, they would have something. If not, maybe but, if, if, if anything, he'll end up over in the film vault. Yeah. More or less. Fascinating. Yeah. Anyway, we are now like almost half an hour into this episode. We have not talked about this movie at all. So let's get to the meat of this episode. <laughs> uh, we're here to talk about Kung Fu Panda 2. Uh, we are finally out of the year 2010. This movie was released, uh, had its Hollywood premiere May 22nd, 2011, and its wide release in the United States May 26th, 2011. Uh, directed by Jennifer Yeh Nelson. Written by Jonathan Abel and Glenn Berger, starring the voice talents of Jack Black, Angelina Jolie, Dustin Hoffman, Gary Oldman, Seth Rogen, Lucy Liu, David Cross, James Hong, Michelle Yeah, is that right? Or Yeo? I don't know. Michelle Yeo. Michelle Yeo, Danny McBride, Dennis Haysbert, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Victor uh, Garber, and Jackie Chan, mm. uh, with a budget of $150 million and a box office gross of $665.7 million. That was a close one. Yo. That was a close one. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of millions. Yeah, that is a lot of millions. <laughs> More than I'll ever see in a lot. Yeah, I've never seen that many of anything. Yeah. $665.7 million? Maybe grains of sand on the beach. Possibly. I never counted them. No. Never know. You never know. Uh, This movie. Oh, hey, wait. What happens in this movie? I need a very quick recap about this. I'm glad you asked. Oh, boy. (laughs) What are you going to do for us, John? For the first time listener who might not be aware. What's about to happen? I'm going to give you the plop synapsis. Or as it's known <laughs> in other parts of the world, the plot synopsis. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I don't know either. I've never heard of that <laughs> in my life. <clears throat> I sat down and watched Kung Fu Panda 2 and Boy, did I watch it. I not only watched it, I took notes of what I saw on the screen. Mm. And now I would like to present to you the plop synapsis of Kung Fu Panda 2 in hopefully less than 90 seconds. And if John is able to complete his plop synapse in less than 90 seconds, he will be a winner winner and win a two week supply of creamy mashed potatoes with gravy from Australian chicken restaurant Red Rooster. Not a sponsor. But if he takes longer than 90 seconds, then John will be for dinner and receive a two-week supply of peas from Red Rooster. 
Are you ready, John? I'm ready. Well, then hit us with this plop. Lights, camera, action. A peacock family invents fireworks. A young peacock hears of a prophecy that a hero of black and white will defeat him if he uses the fireworks for evil. So he slaughters a large village of pandas. When his parents find out, they banish him. Much later, Poe is friends with the Furious Five and eating dumplings when the valley is attacked by wolves. They're sealing all the metal. Poe and the Five fight off the wolves, but a symbol on one of the wolves' armor triggers Poe to see a flashback. The wolves get away with most of the metal. Poe finds out from his dad that he was adopted. The young peacock returns to his home where kung fu warriors are protecting the city. They defe- they're defeated by a cannon. Word is sent out and Master Shifu sends Poe and the Furious Five to stop the weapon and stop the peacock. Travel montage. Poe is trying to learn inner peace along the way. Save that for later. They make it to the city and after the Chinese dragon scene, they're captured by wolves and sent to meet Shen, the peacock. The soothsayer who told Shen he would be defeated recognizes Poe. Poe and the Five break free and destroy the cannon in the tower. Whoops, there's more of them. Poe has a trigger moment and then realizes that Shen destroyed his village when he was a baby. Poe is off balance because of all of this and the five help him escape the tower as it's being blasted by cannons they find the other kung fu warriors but they admit defeat and don't want to fight tigress tells poe to stay as her and the five set off to defeat shin poe sneaks out and confronts shin shin fights poe and shoots him with a cannon sending him into the river the five are captured the soothsayer finds poe and heals him but also helps him realize what happened the day he was abandoned poe then heads back to the city to save the five and stop shin the other kung fu masters arrive to help along with the master shifu Poe fights cannonballs and achieves inner peace. Shen is defeated by Poe. Poe goes back home and accepts his stepfather as his true father. The end. Wait, there's more pandas. The end. <gasps> oh, my. That really caught me off guard. I stopped it when you said the end. And then you said, wait. And I was like, oh, it started again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. That's no, okay. <laughs> John. You took a week. You took a, an episode off to, to, to get your bearings and rest. And boy, did it pay off. A minute and 26 seconds. Woo! That is 86 seconds. That was so perfect. That was that you, everything Everything that happened in that movie. You just said it. Mwah. That was beautiful. I can't wait for the mashed potatoes and gravy to arrive tomorrow morning. On my I doorstep. know. What a beautiful. Every, every other Thursday. Wait. Every other Thursday, a, a delicious shipment of food from Australia. How lucky can you get? <laughs> Pretty dang lucky. Yeah. Uh, quick side note. John, last uh, last time I uh, did my first try at a uh, plop synapse, I was you less did. detailed. I don't know. What, what, what were your what, what is your review of my attempt? Uh, I thought it was decent. Um, I thought you just went bare bones with it, um, which I really overestimated how long it would take me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, you, you did fine. Uh, the, I mean, you left a few things out here and there, but other than that, it, yeah. You know, good, good enough job. It had. Yeah. I mean, we couldn't have an episode without the plop synapse. It's the best. It's the best part of the show. That's Jimmy Fallon's thank you notes right there. That's our that's our big deal. That's the masturbating bear. That's uh, that's jaywalking. <laughs> that's everything. You know, that's. <laughs> yeah, that's all the late nights. Yeah, it's all Wrapped the classic bits. <laughs> um, Connor, as our guest, as our distinguished guest to talk about the second and your favorite DreamWorks franchise. Uh, I hope I'm not putting words in your mouth um, that are not true. What, what, what's your experience in history with Kung Fu Panda 2? Um, 
it's a little limited, I would say. In, in terms of favorite DreamWorks franchise, um, it's probably, I mean, it's got to be this and How to Train Your Dragon. Um, I think How to Train Your Dragon might be slightly better films, but these are just, I guess they have the childhood factor going for it, which is good. Um, yeah. But mainly the first one. Um, this one I saw for the first time, let's see, it came out 2011, right? Yeah. In, in May, you said, so I would have been 14. So, you know, I was an okay age, but I think I was kind of in a period of time where I wasn't as into animated movies as I was before. Yeah, everyone has that that moment. Yeah, you know, I was like just about to start high school and everything. Um, I saw this movie probably I want to say a year or two after it came out, and I liked it. And that's about it. I uh, when I rewatched it, I can't say I remembered a whole lot. Um, yeah rewatching the first one i was like oh yeah this this that you know and i've seen it a bunch of times but this one uh yeah i mean i I wouldn't say i had like a huge attachment to it um other than hey it was good to revisit these characters that are happen to be nostalgic for me from the first movie and yeah i mean it's good but I, i wouldn't say i had like a a big you know experience with it when i was younger yeah uh John, how about you? Have you, you you seen this movie before today? Well, I don't really recall seeing Kung Fu Panda 2 in theaters. Mm. And I can't really um, pinpoint exactly the first time that I saw it. But I know I've seen it before. Mm-hmm. But I also know that it's been a while. Um, rewatching it, it's very good movie. Oh yeah, it's very solid. Um it's I would go so far to say that it's up there with Shrek 2 in terms of what a sequel does and how it delivers. Yeah. Shrek 2 uh delivers a lot more in my opinion when in terms of here's our first movie, here's Shrek and then here's Shrek 2. Mm-hmm. It takes that that inevitable second step. Kung Fu Panda does that well, but I don't think it does it as well as Shrek did. Um, what does what 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 specifically like like delivering uh, delivering uh, necessary next chapter kind of like thing? Yes, yeah, storytelling, uh, creating moments uh, for the character development and for mm. the characters to discover new things about them and to grow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think for Shrek 2, it was more uh, introducing new characters, uh, creating uh, those big musical number moments that that's, I think that's what people hang on to the most is I need a hero. Yeah. That, that moment just is solidified in a lot of people's minds as this is why Shrek 2 is great. Yeah. Um, but with Kung Fu Panda 2, there's never really that moment because I feel like the movie kind of takes itself a little bit more seriously. Um, th- there are moments of humor in-, in the movie, of course, because you're dealing with, uh, Poe and you're dealing with his, uh, brand of humor. Yeah. His Jack but, Blackiness. Yeah. His Jack Blackiness. But 
Um, it's still a very heavy story. Yeah. It's dealing with the origin story of Poe, him having these flashbacks, trying to figure out where did I come from? Who am I really? You know? Yeah. And, and especially trying to find that next step of Kung Fu, that inner peace in, in of himself to uh, kind of realize and understand. I know who I am. I know where I came from. I know who my father is. It's accepting. It's accepting knowing, okay, I don't really know who I am, but I know who I am. Yeah. If that mm. makes any sense. Yeah. I think that's an interesting point that you make comparing it to Shrek 2 and how that movie kind of is better at being a sequel. Yeah. I love this movie. Um, I've This might be the third time I've ever seen it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, maybe the fourth. Um, but uh, I know I didn't see it in the theater. I didn't see... I've no, I didn't see any Kung Fu Panda in the theater. I've never seen the third one. Um, mm. And uh, I, I think I rented this from Redbox when it came out on DVD. Uh, okay. That checks out Redbox 2011. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember sitting in, in like the hall of, of like my building at FSU, um, like waiting for a class to start. I got there like crazy early because I had come from another class and I just sat there, put the disc in my MacBook and watched Kung Fu Panda 2 in the hallway <laughs> waiting for the next <laughs> class. Uh, and then uh, I know I saw it. I mentioned last time I went to uh, the drive in movie theater uh, to see a double feature of Kung Fu Panda one and two. And so mm. that's that's the only other time I can say for sure that I've seen this movie outside okay. of that. This might have been the only the third time. And I I didn't remember almost anything about this movie, even though I just saw it not that long ago at that drive in. Yeah. Um. But Shrek 2 is, I think what Shrek 2 does that's interesting that this movie doesn't do is Shrek 2 takes the end of Shrek, which is, all right, this monster, this ogre married a princess. Uh, and so there, there is like that question of like, okay, well, she has a family. What happens when he meets that family? Like there is kind of like a question of like, oh yeah, if that happened, then this also has to happen. And yeah. maybe we don't necessarily have to see that story. It's not important it's not like the first movie leaves you wondering about that, but it does pose like a very logical next part of the story of that. Yes. These two got married and now there's a whole new element of the family life that the, that Shrek has to deal with as a result of that. And right. then the whole story is kind of like, well, what happens then because of that? And yeah. I don't think that this movie ne- and answers any necessary question that the first Kung Fu Panda leaves us with. Um, well, there, there is one. And that's, uh, where did Poe come from? Because sure. obviously, obviously the goose is not his real father. Yeah. And maybe, maybe I'm just not remembering that Kung Fu Panda is as serious as this one is. But like, to me, it, I never th- questioned it. I don't know why. Like, I was just like, I don't care that his dad is is a goose 
Like, <laughs> obviously he's adopted. He was like raised by this bird. Um, but like, I don't know. I kind of just accept it because it's an animated animal movie, you know? And I never, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I never wondered what happened to his family. Um, okay. Cause that was never the point, you know? Uh, because you don't really see any of the Furious Five's family members, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. And that first movie, that they're grown-up warrior, you know, animals. Yeah, and they and their their family is their, you know, the people that they fight along with, right? And that first movie is is so much about just uh, an institution like Kung Fu being. Are they able to accept a panda? Um, which is an unlikely uh, person to be the hero that they're looking for. And uh, it, it feels like the fact that Poe's dad is a goose is incidental to that. Like uh, there's, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. And in this movie, it's the most important thing in the world, which yeah. Ping, his name's, his name is Ping, right? The dad. I, I think, want to say. I think it is. He, in this movie, <sighs> He breaks my heart. Yeah. I love him so much. Noodles. Noodles. Oh, oh. oh pain. We'll God. be back before you can say noodles, and he's just left there standing in the middle of the street. Yeah. And he just wants his son. Yeah. And he, says, he loves noodles. his son so noodles. much. Oh. <laughs> it's so good. There, there's such a care and a love yeah. for his son. And it's it's <laughs> such good work by james hong who yeah voices uh mr ping he's so good that's i think that's the performance of the movie that's the best one yeah is him um yeah it's so good it's so good i'm trying i'm looking at my notes looking for other like things that i uh okay oh oh here's here's a big a big one last time the original kung fu panda we realized you know what Star Wars The Last Jedi is a ripoff of this movie, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. This time, I was like, hold on. This bird, this peacock was told a prophecy that he would be defeated by someone who fits this description. So he went and killed that person's family. And in doing so, only confirmed that this would happen. This is Voldemort and Harry Potter. <laughs> uh i knew it i knew oh, it yeah. as soon as you said prophecy i was like oh i get it <laughs> this peacock is voldemort and poe is harry potter harry potter <laughs> i hate it <laughs> spoiler alert you know, for the future uh, theme park ride discussion because uh, <laughs> you know it's spelled h-a-i-r-y <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh, he's harry potter oh, my god. <laughs> it's like the salon harry styles yeah which uh what's his uh, mark mark on no nonsense trivia podcast made the same joke on the most recent episode mm. and uh, i didn't i didn't write out to say hey i thought of the same thing i, I, I don't think he stole my joke it's a very i'm sur- i'm surprised i never saw it before i said it you know yeah. <laughs> well, and then you also have to consider that this did come out after the Harry Potter movies. So well, maybe, yeah. Maybe they took a beat from it. Also, Gary Oldman is, of course, a Harry Potter alumni. Oh, yeah. Um, he does not play Voldemort. 
but he does no. play Sirius Black. Any so, other Harry Potter actors in this movie? I mean, not even a villain, <laughs> but you know, yeah, a, a fake villain for like a movie. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, this movie is so so good, and I think what I realized watching it yesterday and thinking about it today, um, they really do. Uh, this is another one. I can't remember what it was. Another movie earlier that we watched that that we said was a master of setup and payoff. Maybe How to Train Your Dragon, but this movie is also a master of setup and payoff, and and just establishing what's important so that when it becomes important you know that it matters, you know, like, yeah. like I said, in the first movie, we were never told that it was important that we know Poe's backstory, his family history. How did he become the son of a goose? Like that, the first movie never told us to think about that. And this movie comes in right away, just telling us like, Hey, these are the big things we're dealing with this time. These are the big questions that we're going to answer. Uh, so just keep those things in mind because right now we're just making jokes, but later this is going to be the emotional core of the movie. Right. And that's just, it's so impressive whenever you see something like that. It's, it's, it's just amazing. I love, I love it. Hmm. I, I think they, they did take a logical step with this because at the end of kung fu panda he becomes the dragon warrior uh he meets up with shifu after he's been beaten up and uh they get something to eat and you know that's that's the end of the film you know he's accepted as the the dragon warrior he knows kung fu and now he's part of uh this group of warriors with the furious five so now what happens well obviously another bigger threat is going to show up and it does but it kind of also makes it to where yeah a big threat shows up and they fight of course but how do we take that next step in telling the story yeah and i think by going back and going well where did poe come from why what made him so unique that he could become the the dragon warrior yeah it was his mother's love yeah it leaves a mark <laughs> no <laughs> no <laughs> um this movie yeah it's good did you like it yeah me yeah Wait, yes. honestly who who <laughs> did you like this movie yes yes good <laughs> me too <laughs> me too um, um it's not as good as the first one though right like we can agree on that Ah, uh, i don't yeah maybe it's not because the first one is just so exciting uh, again an underdog story is always so compelling and mm -hmm. to see someone who is like the least likely person become the dragon warrior and like realize that like wow he is the one who has to defeat whatever his name was tai lung mm -hmm. um starting from zero in the first movie is more exciting than this um it's and, not. It's, I'm not saying it's better by like a landslide. No, 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 no. This one is really, really good. Yeah. Uh, but I do think the first one is better just because of that. Because this movie, obviously, like it, do, it does everything it does really well. Um, and uh, I think maybe just the, the 
it is a really heavy movie and like it's emotionally intense in a way that I don't know that I, you know, was expecting. And maybe because of that, it's like less fun. It might be equally yeah. good, but it's set, it's definitely less fun. It's they're good for different reasons for sure. Yeah. Uh, which which is definitely a pro um, because it makes the two movies distinguishable. You know, it's pretty easy to be like, you know, oh, there's a journey the hero's got to go on. He's got to fight the bad guy and save China. Right. But this one also has like more emotional depth than the first one. Because like, yes, maybe the whole like romp through the the streets and like all the Kung Fu stuff and fighting everyone. Maybe it was a little cooler the first time because it was fresh. But then this one also adds the emotional gut punches, which yeah. I think without it, uh, this movie would probably be a lot lower regarded just because it's like okay it's a slightly worse version of the original yeah but this has that to make it stand out on its own and stand and you know make it worthwhile you know yeah yeah there are some funny moments in the film oh there's oh, yeah, a definitely. really funny yep. parts yeah there's uh, the the bunny with the guitar in the <laughs> valley <laughs> oh yeah yes. when they're fighting he's um, a shredder he was there's good. yeah there's the the chinese dragon scene oh where it's so it's good eating all the wolves and and pooping him out and it does like that above above camera like pac-man look part yep that's great yeah that's I, great. I love um, that i thought that was good there's uh at the end there's poe when he's standing on top of the uh houses as as the boats are going down the river and he has the straw hat on and he's starting to do his hero speech Oh yeah, and oh and that was it. Cuts to the Chen standing in the boat, and he's <laughs> looking up at Poe off in the distance, and he can't, he can barely hear him, and he goes, "What?" <laughs> yeah, that was honestly and probably then, my favorite part of the movie. And then when he throws the hat, <laughs> yeah, he and sees the, the chain, and he's gonna throw the hat and cut, and, and he throws the paper, the the straw hat, and it just kind of <laughs> flows in the wind and falls down. Yeah, I thought that was really clever. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of really good jokes in this movie. Um, Poe is just very funny, and Jack Black is is uh, like we. I mean, yeah, we're repeating what we said last time. Jack Black is the perfect person to play this character. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's definitely more drama. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I I think one of my favorite parts of this movie is their use of 2D animation for his flashbacks. I'm glad you said that yes. because I think that was going to be the next point that I brought up was about that style of animation. It's so it's like some of the most beautiful animation I've ever seen. Yeah. And, and it's clever how they they're using this, you know, 3d CGI animated movie and they go, how can we make this look different? And they go back and, and use 2d animation as a way to kind of differentiate what's real and what's a flashback or a dream. Yeah. Yeah, it makes it super accessible and like easy to understand as well. Like, you know, like you said, it differentiates. And, and even though it is 2D animation, it has so much depth and detail. Yeah. Um like I was watching these those scenes and just thinking like I want to watch a whole movie that looks like this. Yeah. I want Dreamworks to make another hand-drawn movie. Um animated by the same teams that did the anim the 2d for this movie yeah yeah i uh i also liked how there was kind of that seamless transition when 
Poe, like everything kind of clicks and then it switches over to 3D in the flashback. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah where he yeah. where he gets his inner peace. Yes. And um yeah. we got to talk about how adorable baby Poe is. I mean, he wow. I wrote it. I wrote I'm going to read word for word the first note I wrote down for this movie. Add baby Poe to the cute baby Hall of Fame. Yes. Yes, sir. Put it to the wallpaper. He's on the wallpaper. Um He's amazing. Who else is on the wallpaper? The wallpaper originally, I was actually looking through. I think it might have been like on my memories recently. Mm. Um, I know it had a, the original lineup was uh, Grogu. Um, mm. uh, baby Groot. Baby I, Sin- I, I, I would say Baby Dory's got to be on there. Oh, Baby Dory is really cute. Yeah. Dang, you're right about that. Um, okay, Baby Sinclair from Dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Baby Grinch from the live-action Grinch. Gizmo from Gremlins. Oh, and that's a we, good one. We added uh, Baby Moses <laughs> from the Prince of Egypt. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I want to say there were more, but... Uh, that is the last picture of it I can find. Um, and then. <laughs> uh, yes. And then, so, yeah, I'm, we would. I'm looking, baby at, po. I'm looking at pictures of baby Moses and he kind of looks like he's 40. <laughs> <laughs> some of these pictures, like in some of the angles, it looks like he's like balding. Well, he's just well, that's not his, his fault. I'm not saying it's his fault, but <laughs> <laughs> he's not balding. He's growing hair for the first time. Okay, but it just looks like because <laughs> the hair's like really what's grown. What's wrong in. with balding? That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing. But oh, okay, here, here's another one that I would throw. Out. Um, what about baby Moana? Uh, yeah, she's she's, she's pretty baby. cute. Pretty good one. Uh, I I think it's I think it works best to stay away from baby humans. Honestly, like baby Moses, mm. uh, obviously was included as as a joke. Um, uh, he's I don't think he's especially cute, really. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, like it's more fun when it's like creatures. That's fair. Yeah, I think you know? in that case, I I'd have to give the win to to Dory. I forgot about baby Dory and I think you might be right about that. She's yeah. uh the eyes out- you know. outstanding. Yeah. Phenomenal baby. <laughs> really good. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um better than baby geniuses. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't even have anything I can add to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's fair hey uh, shifting gears i wanted to ask you guys what you thought of shen as a villain um because i actually thought he, he was um, he, he may have been stronger than tai lung tai lung i really like yeah. shen i love the character he's, design love the character design he's very scary yeah. um i think it's it's ironic and fun that uh this movie was made by DreamWorks when they were uh, still an independent company. This movie was originally distributed by Paramount. Uh, But then, of course, Universal Pictures bought DreamWorks Animation and in doing so bought a movie 
where their own logo, the peacock, is the villain. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. And every time they said the word peacock in this movie, I thought of the streaming service. Me yeah, too. Me too. Yeah. Yep. Um, it was like you were ex- half expecting them to wink at the camera, even though yeah, the movie came yeah. out in 2011. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. Peacocks, which, by the way, is the only place where you can stream The Office. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sought to destroy China or whatever. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, he's very scary. Uh, very menacing. He, uh, yeah, I, 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 way, I, 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 I like how he moves as well. The way he's animated, the way his uh, motions are animated, the way he fights was all very satisfying to me. I don't know. I like the look of it. For sure, his blade yeah. feathers are uh, are an interesting touch. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Gary Oldman was a good pick. Mm-hmm. Yes, he plays a, he plays a, a villain very well. Yeah. Um, one scene that I that I really like caught me was the scene where he goes back home, uh, and he's going back to his his family's palace, and he's fighting those kung fu warriors. And it's that tight shot. It's that static shot of him fighting uh, the crocodile and the ox. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like flipping around and, and pairing these moves and, and fighting back and everything. I thought that was very different from other like fight scenes that you see in Kung Fu Panda. Cause the, the camera tends to move around a lot whenever there's fighting going on and we'll do like reaction shots and, and quick cuts and things like that. This was just like bury the camera, put it right here. And the action is going to happen right in front of you kind of deal. Yeah. Thought it was very interesting. I do like it. Designing the camera work for an animated movie must be a really unique job, like a unique Mm. challenge because you can do things that a real camera can't do. But sometimes the most impressive thing you can do is very rooted in reality. Yeah. Very minimalistic movements. Yeah. Sometimes just not moving the camera at all. I, you know, as you're describing it, it's not, it's not standing out to me as something I remember, but I'm, I kind of want to watch it again. Yeah, I was thinking um, the same thing. Yeah. To see that. Let me see. Go, keep on talking. Let me see if I can find a clip of it real quick. Just on the topic of action scenes in general, I was uh, maybe on the second or third big action set piece of this movie. I, I, I just realized like every single big action scene in this movie is, 10 out of 10 amazing yeah so energetic and and fun and uh you know there's a lot of action happening but also a lot of humor um Mm -hmm. you could almost make a theme park ride out of every single one of them yeah the uh the guns that he used i mean they they're fireworks essentially so it was very visually appealing when they would fire off and kind of go into these red sparkles and stuff while also like the fire and everything. I thought it was really well animated. Um, I think the, uh, the NRA would not approve of this movie. (laughs) Yeah. It's an Um, anti gun, uh, anti peacock. uh, (laughs) This movie. Oh, John, do you find a clip? looks like, yeah, that's the clip. If you click on it, go to a minute 55. 
And it's when Croc, uh, Master Crocodile and Master Ox are, are first engaging with Shen. And you'll see he kind of pulls them down off of that, that pedestal with those steps. And he strikes oh, a yeah. pose. And then the camera appears behind Shen. And they have that fight, that little sequence right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It really gives you like a kind of a scale of what's happening. Yeah. Because sometimes like the, the camera, like you said, it moves a lot. It can be a bit frantic and you're not entirely sure what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this, like you can see all the movements, all the like technical ability of the fighters. It's a brief shot, but it, it is cool. I like it. Yeah, it, it's 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 nice to have the bad guy be a bird because birds move so uniquely among other animals. Mm. Um, I know like some people I know a lot of people are scared of birds like that's a very common thing. Um, people just like are made uncomfortable by birds and the way <laughs> they move. Um, yeah. And uh, I see it with this character. Usually I don't usually I like birds, but when when you make a bird a bad guy, like it really uh the way they move helps with that characterization yeah Yeah, i'm a i'm a bird fan for sure i really like birds yeah um but like you said like they are very like easy to turn into a villainous (laughs) character when you know they want to um some birds already look villainous like look at like vultures and stuff you know right and what what are those what are those birds that are like super dangerous oh gosh uh, I'm just gonna Google super dangerous. Yes, yes. What was it? Cassowary. Oh, I've never even heard of that. Oh yeah, those things are something else. You should look it up. <laughs> How do you say but, that? What is what is it? It's C A S S O W A R Y cassowary. Never heard that. There's a part of of or of the greater Orlando area called Castleberry. That uh, oh no yeah not Castleberry. <laughs> <laughs> It looks like an ostrich, kind of. Yes, um, but they're like super, super territorial and super violent, huh? And they got some, they they got large talons. They look. <laughs> do the cassowaries have large talons? <laughs> yes, they do. Um, they very, they look very dinosaur-y. They do. Yeah. Yes, very much. Uh, their head, their heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very interesting. Oh. Do you guys think that Shen may have overlooked zebras? <laughs> Possible. Well, yeah. Possible. Now, I'm not sure like what animals exist in this universe, but I did think, I'm like, what if it's not pandas and he killed all of the pandas, but turns out it was a zebra that was supposed to get him the whole time. Yeah. Imagine if, like, after this whole movie, uh, like a zebra just shows up and kills him. <laughs> yeah. Like, or, or a skunk. A yeah, skunk. A skunk. Or, or an orca, you know? Or a, uh, I don't oh, know yeah. what the water situation is. Yeah, uh, a Dalmatian. Dalmatian, <laughs> yeah. Uh, a, a butterfly. Some, There's yeah, so there many. you go. There a, you go. A Siberian husky. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, a lemur. Lemurs, yeah, lemurs. There's, there's a lot of things that it could have been. Imagine, like, he, he beats Poe, and he's like... Cow. He's oh yeah, cow, <laughs> duh. Yeah. A penguin. Yeah. Oh, see, look at this. So here's the wow. thing. Like, surely Keep at least going, one man. of these, uh, at least one of these has to exist in this universe, right? Yeah. And he just yeah. 
he committed genocide to the pandas, but it's like, what about all the other black and white yeah. animals? And, and then it's like, uh, imagine he defeats Poe. Like the movie gets to the point where it's like he beats Poe, but then a zebra just kind of shows up in Assassin's Creed's him and that's how it ends. Yeah. yeah. Or, or like, uh, he he's he has Poe cornered and he's going he has a tight shot on his face and and all of a sudden he goes <gasps> there's like a gasp and he he like arches his back and he slumps over and there's a penguin with a knife behind him. <laughs> <laughs> or they're they're like on the boats and he thinks that they're like getting away and everything. He's like, I won, and then just an orca comes out and breaches yeah, and destroys just the boat. Swallows <laughs> the whole boat. <laughs> A bit, of an oversight, a bit of an oversight on Shen's part on that, yeah. on that one. Yeah. And the soothsayer. And the soothsayer. Yeah. The soothsayer. You know, maybe the soothsayer was like wanting to be broad so that he, Shen couldn't be as prepared as he needs to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, she was pretty, uh, I... she was pretty, what's the word? You know, not specific. Vague, vague. Vague. Yeah. I don't know why I Very couldn't think vague. of that word. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I love the soothsayer too, by the way. Yeah. Uh, very fun character. I love how playful she is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's kind of like, um, you know, uh, Yoda before you realize he's the Jedi, you know? Yeah. He's yeah. Like kind of, kind of silly, but dropping wisdom, but like from a seemingly un, unreliable source, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's kind of how this this goat soothsayer is. Oh, that's another great joke moment when when Poe calls the soothsayer sir or whatever, and he's yeah. like, "Oh, sorry, yeah, it's yeah. the beard." <laughs> <laughs> Threw me off. <laughs> I'm watching a video of cassowaries attacking people. By the way, this is wow. crazy. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those things are um, not to be messed with. People who are prepared, people who are prepared, like holding a big wooden like door, basically, and and the thing just like slamming into it trying to attack the person oh my god uh, yeah they like do a running like jump kick and like attack with both feet at the same time it's nuts yeah <laughs> dangerous yeah that's crazy that's really scary um uh the last thing i want to talk about and it's just my favorite quote in this whole movie um it's uh something i would i don't have any tattoos but maybe i would get this as a tattoo and I remember watching it at the drive-in theater, and the uh, the tee up to this line is uh, it's when the the Furious Five are on the boat and Poe is uh, you know trying not to let the others know what's going on with him and his flashbacks, and uh, he basically tells the group like you know the hardcore don't understand, and then Tigress gives him a hug and says the hardcore do understand. So, yeah, we got some good moments. Combination. Go something about that para- pairing of words, that combination of words, the hardcore do understand, <laughs> uh, delivered with such earnestness, really yeah. tickles me. <laughs> yes, we got a lot of good moments with Tigress in this one. I definitely think her yes. her character was expanded very well. It comes back to again this this uh, movie having more. Of those emotional checks, uh, this is definitely definitely one of them. Tigress, uh, just kind of her development, I guess you could say. Um, yeah. How she's very hardened and like closed off, but she, as the film goes on, 
opens up a little more and shows, hey, you know, I'm not this like Sheldon monster. I have emotions too, kind yeah. of deal, you know. Yeah. Um, I do find it funny, and and there's the scene with, uh, what's what's the what's Dustin Hoffman's character? Chifu. Um, Chifu. When Shifu is uh, doing Tai Chi with the water droplet in uh, in the cave, yeah, and Poe comes over, and uh, he, they're having their conversation, and then Tigris comes to tell Poe, like, "Hey, there's bandits attacking." At the, in that moment, I just wondered why why. Tigris would still need to defer to Poe's leadership. Mm. You know, like he, yes, he was the dragon warrior. Yes, he was the only one who could defeat Tai Lung. Uh, but I don't think that he's necessarily the best at Kung Fu. And I don't know that Tigris would. Yes, she respects him, and yes, she values him as a member of the team. But I don't think he would necessarily like. I don't think it's necessary that he's the leader, and I also don't think it makes sense that he's the leader of this group. Yeah, that's understandable. But then again, you know, a passage of time has passed between the first movie and the second movie. How long that time is, we don't know. Yeah, you can kind of get. There's a little bit of a feeling of setup whenever. Um, the movie first introduces our heroes again, and you think that they're, you know, intensely training, which on any normal day they would be. But uh, now that they have Poe with them, he's trying to fit as many dumplings as he can uh, or bean buns as he can into his mouth at one time. That's right. And the Furious Five is like encouraging him on. They're, yeah. they're, they're cheering him on as he's trying to do this really like, you know, dumb, <laughs> dumb party trick, basically. <laughs> and Which, by the way, he fits 40 of them in his mouth. 40, yes. And had this been near the beginning of Kung Fu Panda 1, they probably, they definitely wouldn't be um, doing the same thing. They, they probably would be scoffing at him or, or not even paying attention to him and being like, this guy's a dragon warrior? Okay, whatever. But now, uh, such time has passed that they not only accept him as the dragon warrior, they also accept him kind of as a friend. Yes. So I understand how, how you could go look at uh tigress and, and think, well, she doesn't necessarily need to defer to him. I mean, she could just take the furious five and they could go take care of this. But the fact that she respects the fact that he defeated, he defeated Tai Lung when the five of them together couldn't defeat Tai Lung. Right. So there's got to be a level of respect there where yeah. she's going to go, you know what? He's Poe, but he did defeat Tai Lung and he is yeah. the Dragon Warrior. So I, He's I, one of us now. He's one of us. Maybe maybe I was reading that moment wrong. Maybe she wasn't telling him of like, Poe, you have to do something. She was probably coming and being like, hey, come on, we got to go. Yeah. You know, there's something that, that we have to take care of. You're part of this team. Let's go. You know, it yeah. wasn't like, hey, boss. I'm telling yeah, you this it, thing that's happening. It was, yeah, hey. it's, de it's definitely not her <laughs> coming to him as uh, in, an inferior. It's right. her coming to him as an equal. Yes. Like, hey, I know you're talking to Shifu, but we got some business we need to take care of. Let's go kind of deal. Yeah. So in that term, it's it's 
if you want to think of her as a leader, that is being a good leader because she's including him. Yeah. Yeah. You turned me around. You're right. I was wrong. <laughs> Sensei. That's how politics should be, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> None of this stupid fighting or John, anything. Just... I had not considered that perspective. And now that I have, I see the value. And I, uh, I understand your, where you're coming from. And uh, you know what? Maybe you have a point there. There it is. There it is. Thank, thank you. Wasn't that refreshing to hear? <laughs> <laughs> now, now do it the, in, in the real world way do it do it like people would normally do uh uh no no <laughs> there <She's>, is <laughs> she she is coming to him and and telling him because because he's the boss now and i don't it make, it doesn't make sense it's sexist it's <laughs> it's <laughs> one of you, you is know? gonna have to block the other one on twitter to make this fully realistic yeah he didn't even like he wasn't way underqualified for this job he should not be the boss he should not be in charge uh <laughs> no you're dumb yeah <laughs> no you shut up no you shut up why i oughta uh paul f tompkins used to do host a show that was a satirical like political pundit show yeah um but all of the all of the pundits were puppets and so it was like puppets debating each other about politics with Paul F. Tompkins as the moderator and host. Mm-hmm. And the show was called No, no You Shut Up. <laughs> <laughs> I've nice. never seen it, but I want to. I think they're all on YouTube. I'm going to watch them. Cool. I love Paul F. Tompkins. Um, well, do we have anything more to say about the movie before we move on to... Uh, well, you know what? No, the next part is part of the movie discussion. We've This is going to be the longest episode. Um the baby got Bechdel test. Do you, are you aware of this uh, this test, Connor? I, I do remember it from the last episode. Yes. Okay. I forget when we started doing this. Um, so if this is your first time listening, welcome to the show. I hope you're enjoying yourself. Uh, this is a part of the show where we ask a, a very important two-part question about every film that we watch to see if it passes a certain test. Part one. And we'll answer it as soon as I ask. Is the song Baby Got Back in this film? No. No. Nope. No, it is not. So now we must ask part two. Should Baby Got Back be in this film? Now, if the answer to this question is no, then this film passes because it matches the answer to the first question. But if there is a moment in this film that we deem would have could have should have been improved by the use of the song baby got back by sir mix a lot then this film fails the test so i ask you gentlemen is there a moment in this film that baby got back should have been used i'm gonna say i'm gonna say yes right after ping says noodle and then it just kind of like kicks in. <laughs> All right, we're going to do an edit of that now. <laughs> Got to try. Uh, Got to try it. <laughs> the real answer is no, but I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist the, the hypothetical. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yeah, I agree. This movie doesn't need it. There's no moment that... 
there isn't even you know there are moments in the first movie where they really emphasize how big poe's butt is yeah uh, this movie doesn't i don't think it really has any moments like that no we're we're past that point we've done all the jokes about really poe being this you know oaf yeah you know ping even asks him if he's lost some weight and he's like yeah maybe yeah. a little yeah Doing all that kung fu is gonna do it yeah you know so, so i think we're right you, dreamworks look at them not body shaming good for you how yeah. often do movies because we didn't uh conclude that it needed to be in the first film either how often do you guys come to the conclusion that it does need to be in a film <laughs> i i i think it's happened at least one time oh uh, it might have happened in shrek three okay. uh the third <laughs> uh yeah it may have i think we might have also said monsters versus aliens um -hmm. i i think more often than not if we do say that the answer to the second part is yes uh it's because the movie might as well have it (laughs) yeah i did think uh listening to the last episode i did think it could have been in monsters versus aliens with the boom box that minion was holding Oh, you mean in Megamind? In Megamind, yes, you're right. Megamind. Yes, I, I, yes, I agree. I forgot that we said that. Um, instead of loving you, yeah, yeah, it's it's. The, I think loving you is a better is a better joke, but I think they it 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 could have been used to uh to good effect there. Yeah. Um, I liked that movie Megamind. Did you like that, John? I know you. I thought it was all right. Again, said, uh, I um, I I still feel that Despicable Me came out the same year, and I think it just performed better because that there was there was something about Despicable Me whenever it came out and Minions and everything like that. People weren't sick of Minions yet. Yeah, and there was just something about it that had a little bit of charm to it. But I I, I kind of see where people are over time going. No, no, no. Mega Mind was good. Yeah, you just you just not given a chance. I think it came down to it between those two movies, Despicable Me and Mega Mind. I think that the character designs in Despicable Me are just much more attractive and appealing. Because yeah, I I think uh, Mega Mind and and here's why I think I got them mixed up. I think Mega Mind and Monsters vs. Aliens are in the same universe because I think the, so too. The character models for the humans are practically the same. I'm still so proud of our ride idea of Monsters versus Megamind. Mm, um, yes, that, I like that. God, it's I'm I couldn't believe it when we when when that idea came up. I was like, this is perfect. That some like this is now going beyond just like oh, it's fun to come up with something like this is actually a really good idea, and I want it to happen in real life. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, um also, just quickly on the minions, I remember seeing minions in marketing and like people were like, oh, my God, they're so funny. Like after the first movie came out and I hadn't seen it yet. And I was like, these things look so stupid. I'm going to hate this movie. But then I rented it from Redbox. Classic move in 2010 and 11. Um, <laughs> watched Despicable Me. Movie ended and I said, you know what? Those minions, they're pretty funny. I like yeah. them. They're the new yeah. Looney Tunes. Give me more. And now I'm like, okay, enough, enough is yeah. enough. Like, <laughs> I can't stand what those, you those want things. more than you can stand. Who's <laughs> <laughs> ready for minions too? We this still year. have the the rise of Gru. 
Yeah. I mean, that movie's been done for a while. I'm probably going to just keep keep it canned. Yeah. I, they want to make money off of it. I, this might be um, obvious from the last show. I don't know if you remember our discussion about content in the yeah, oh, Kung Fu Panda. That's that's right. Episode. And I said that's like <laughs> Illumination movies. Uh, I'm, I'm sticking by that. And yeah. I, Minions Rise of Gru- Minions is one of like my least favorite movies of all time. I hate that movie. But I'm probably going to watch the second one just you know to appreciate the fact that of, movies exist yeah sometimes you got to see a movie just out of morbid curiosity like yeah. a movie that you you you're like certain you're going to hate but you're mm-hmm. like i just i just have to know how much I'm yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> like he, like human centipede yep i watched the like last year um the resident evil welcome to raccoon city mm. uh the new space jam i i suffered through that yeah you know, I'm gonna say it. I did not. I did not hate that movie. I okay. thought it was unnecessary, but you know, I had a good time. Okay, I, I did not have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I had a bad time. Uh, you know what? I might have even liked it more than the first Space Jam because okay. I think oh, the first. Okay, all right. I think Space Jam One is a movie that I hold near and dear to my heart because I was five years old when it came out, and no other reason. <laughs> I think it does not hold up as a good movie at all. <laughs> Well, the second good. one, the second one, while I don't think it's like a good movie, I do think it makes more sense as a story than the first one does. Hmm. hmm. Okay. Uh, not, not, yeah, like there's a lot of things wrong with Space Jam A New Legacy, but uh, I had a fun time. Yeah. So long as you had fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's what matters. Um. Uh, Sing two. Do has anyone seen Sing two? Do we know what the like what the general consensus uh, is on that movie? I haven't seen it. I'm thinking about again the same deal, like putting myself through it. Um, again, I know this isn't a surprise exactly, but I really, really dislike the first one. So I yeah, feel we're like, on the same boat there. I, I feel like Sing two is just going to be more the same. I think, at least from the trailer, it looks promising to me. Okay. Um, I think that, and I've I've gone over it here. I'm not going to get into it more, but the conceit of the first movie is just wrong from the get go for me. And I think this one looks like at least the premise and the the. It looks like it may, it's, it's going to work better for me just based on the story, the what the trailer looks like the story is. Let me ask you this: Why, why are they animals in Sing? Why are they we've, animals? We've we've gotten into it. There's no reason. You know? There's no reason but, at all. But look at Kung Fu Panda two and yeah. I mean, Kung Fu Panda one for that matter. The animal they are, you know, factors into their kung fu style. Like it makes yeah. sense. But in Sing, it's like we can sell merchandise if they're animals, right? It's like yeah. they wanted to make, yeah, like the, the the first thing, one of the things I don't like about it is the first thing, the, the, the screenplay feels like it did not, someone might have written that movie and it, and, and it wasn't for an animated animal movie, you know, like that yeah. movie could have been made live action starring humans and it would have, it could have been the same. Uh, right. There's no reason why they had to make it the way they did. Um, and uh, it looks like that might still be true of the second one, but at least, at least it's not a movie that has no clear character that you're supposed to root for. Mm. Which is my biggest problem with the first thing is that like there's no one 
who do who are we rooting for? Who do we want as the audience to win this competition? They don't put they don't pose one of the characters as like our hero. So then the hero is I didn't want to get back into it, but here we are. Then the hero <laughs> becomes Matthew McConaughey, the koala, and I'm like I don't like him, and I also don't really care whether he succeeds or not. Uh, so yeah, the like, show becomes the the hero, right? The show itself, I guess yeah. so. It's something. Somebody, yeah. Is anyway, same thing with you know Secret Life of Pets. I don't like that either. By the way, um, I think the the Mario movie is going to be in the running for the worst movie I've ever seen. Uh, that's just a a really far out guess. Uh, you know, the way you feel about seeing Minions too, that morbid mm-hmm. curiosity, that's yeah. me on the Mario movie. Yeah, like I'm I'm genuinely excited. I have positive emotions about like the anticipation for that movie. Um, but it's because of like, I can't wait to see just like what a disaster it is. And I hope <laughs> I'm wrong. I'm praying I'm wrong. Like I want it to be good. Of course. Like we want a good Mario movie. Uh, it seems like they've done everything in their power to do the opposite <laughs> so far. Yeah. I, uh, you know, <laughs> From the minute it was announced and I saw who was making it, I'm like, well, that's that. But then again, <laughs> like, you never know. I My personal projection, and again, this is super far off prediction. Uh, we haven't seen any trailers, nothing. I, I'm expecting it to be, I, I'm expecting to feel about the same as I feel about, like, the Emoji movie. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I really think I've it's going to be that bad. I've never seen the Emoji movie. You should. Um, you should. I, yeah, I want to. It's it's um not good. I, I thought I thought it was gonna be uh <laughs> me and my friend Glad rented it. Yes, uh, you know we rented it thinking it would be funny, you know, because it would be so bad. The yeah. problem is it's bad because it's just not funny at all. Like <laughs> it's it's pretty rough. It's pretty rough. Yeah. yeah. Um, I went to a show at Sac Comedy Lab once where they, they were kind of doing like a late night show on their stage um, and they played a, an audience game. They like brought an audience member up on stage and they said, all right, we're now we're playing a game. The name of the game is The Godfather or The Emoji Movie. We're going to read a quote from a film review, like a critic's review of a film. And you have to t- tell us whether it's from a review of The Godfather or The Emoji Movie. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> And it was amazing. Like some things are like the bleakest film ever made. <laughs> like the least. Uh, <laughs> um, one of them was like a movie about the uh, the importance of family or something. And like that that was about the Godfather. And yet some yeah some re- critic called the Emoji Movie like the bleakest, most cynical piece of uh, film ever created or something. Oh like my that. god. Um. <laughs> 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 I have a feeling the Super Mario Brothers movie is going to the trailer is going to happen and it's the reaction is going to be similar to the reaction that people had for the first trailer for the Sonic movie. Right. Mm, oh, yeah. Yeah. But unlike the Sonic movie, I don't think there's no amount of backlash that's going to change the decisions that have already been made for this film. Right. Because the problems with. Imagine if the Sonic movie came out with Sonic looking the way he did, and that was the only difference, because the Sonic movie is fantastic. Um, imagine if if that movie starred a hideous monster. 
Um, but it was just <laughs> as fun and funny. Um, just, uh, just he was gross. Yeah. Uh, like it, it would be unfortunate, but like I mean, the movie is funny. At least that. Like he's, I don't like looking at him, but at least the movie is good. Whereas yeah. like this one, Mario, like the problems are the whole movie. It's like, <laughs> right? most, like the most Hollywood baloney casting. <laughs> oh my God. There's also, nothing they could do. I, the only thing they could do is just not release it. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I sent a video to you guys of someone who took a line from one of Chris Pratt's movies. I think one of the Lego movies and made like a Mario animation of him saying it. And it's, it's something you don't have to be the bad guy because you know that's like the kind of line that would be in this movie yeah <laughs> i need to watch that again <laughs> you like you could tell me that that was a clip from the upcoming movie and i'd be like yeah okay the bad yeah, guy right. it doesn't it just it's wrong it's wrong yeah. it's wrong it's wrong We've never really heard Mario like fully talk like right. that. It's just it's just weird. It's just weird. And they got Chris Pratt to do it. Like it's just weird. Yeah. And Charlie um, Day is Luigi. Like like what is he just gonna yell and like I'm it's so... always sunny in Philadelphia vibes? Like here's the thing. It's like, yes, I think it's bad, but it's gonna be fun. Like, this is not gonna be like the emoji movie where it's like, oh gosh, it's just like they just got it wrong. It's not fun. Like I think that there's no way that the Mario movie isn't at least a wonderful, spectacular train wreck. Like it's going <laughs> to be fun, whether it's good or bad, because you're gonna just gonna you're just gonna watch it and just like like ha- your hand will f- be firmly on your forehead the whole time, just thinking like, what did they do? Why <laughs> is this the Mario movie? Like why did they cast these people in it? What is this? Like, I, like I can't wait. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. We gotta go. We should go see it together at this point because it's gonna be a mess. I can already feel it. Yeah, yeah. But to kind of go in with the discussion, they did have Bowser being played by Jack Black. Oh yeah, oh. this is true. So yes, I'm, at least I... we can say that Jack Black has had some animation work. Yes. Uh, Chris Pratt has done the Lego movies, but that's pretty much it. And you know, I think he's voicing Garfield in something now too. No, oh, yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> and isn't it Seth Rogen hey, playing uh, Donkey Kong? Can you imagine yeah, Seth Rogen? Keegan Michael Key is Toad, which yeah. I I I'm okay with that. that I'm okay I with love that. that. I'm okay with that. But can you imagine yeah. Donkey Kong opening his mouth and then Seth Rogen's voice comes out? Yeah. <laughs> Mantis <laughs> from Kung Fu Panda. Like, I mean, <laughs> little did we know that Kung Fu Panda had so much to do with yeah. the Super Mario Brothers movie. This is true. Yeah. And also, let's not forget he was in Sausage Party. Um, oh yeah, this, of course. Yeah, who could forget that? That was a movie that came out and existed. Uh, yeah. I went to the theater and I watched that in a room full of other adults. Oh man! <laughs> me, me and my buddy went to see that in a the theater as well, because we just thought, because I mean, look, we just thought it was gonna be the funniest movie ever made, and uh, yeah, it was good for a couple chuckles here and there for us until the ending. That scene sent, sent us ending. into hysterics. Yeah, how awkward was 
How, how awkward was it in the in the theater when that scene happened? <laughs> I mean, it was pretty awkward. Yeah, and that's probably why it was so funny. Yeah, you know, just watching like I cannot believe the things <laughs> we're seeing right now. Yeah, yeah, I was like, um, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, hey, let's pitch the theme park. Let's let's talk about Kung Fu for, Panda for Two. Party? Kung Fu Panda 2. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, just making sure. <laughs> um, uh, did we create a new Kung Fu Panda ride for the last one, or did we just talk about the rides that exist in Beijing? I think we might have talked about the rides in Beijing, and I think we talked about maybe wanting a boat ride. Yeah. But I, I feel more more so that this film could do with a boat ride and it's that climactic scene at the end oh where you're you're going into the city and you're captured by shin and he puts everyone on boats because he's going to um take over china eventually the world and everyone's on these boats with these cannons and then poe intervenes and saves us with the furious five and the other Kung Fu masters. Yeah. Something Mm. along the lines of the Shanghai pirates ride. Oh yeah. That'd be cool. Where there's a little bit. Yeah. There's going to be some screens involved, but in order to do something like this, you're going to have to incorporate some, some screens in there. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, definitely. As long as you also have some animatronics of the, of the characters, like absolutely. You got to You got to have a balance. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, like you said, some of the scale of some of the action scenes, you just need a screen to do it justice. Like with the towers blowing up and stuff like that. Um, but I'm thinking like maybe almost a a different newer ride system. Um, I kind of like the idea of this being similar to Gringotts, but with more physical sets. Uh, just because I think you do need screens to do it justice. Yeah. But it is like a super high action-packed sequence, so I'd like the ride to be kind of thrilling. Um, and then maybe you could incorporate like a water section, like have it do a splashdown into a little water section with water on either side of your uh, vehicle. Because I do think having the the little river would be pretty important. Um because of the climax you know yeah mm-hmm. um yeah these all sound good nothing nothing in this movie really stood out to me as like being necessary to having a ride um although when i saw it at the drive through i did recognize that basically everything that's at universal's cinematic celebration like nighttime lagoon fireworks show Mm-hmm. Uh, the Kung Fu Panda section of that show is basically all clips from this movie, specifically when Poe has achieved inner peace and catches the uh, bullets out of the fireworks guns. Um, that's basically what is in that show, which yeah. when I first saw that show, and actually I don't think I've seen the show since realizing that that's this is where those things come from um 
I remember always watching it and just being like, this is too like story oriented for this type of show. Because if you don't, if you don't know what the show is, it's uh, they, they throw up these water screens from, from universal's or universal Orlando's lagoon and they project onto them, uh, uh, you know, different images from different movies and, uh, these types of shows I think work best when they are set to music and are not trying necessarily to tell a story because if the wind is blowing strong enough, then you can't really tell what's on the screens anyway. So I've always felt this Kung Fu Panda section was a little hard to understand if you didn't know what was happening. Um, And I do still stand by that, but it is very well represented Kung Fu Panda 2 specifically at Universal Studios Florida. Hmm. Uh, and then also sometimes during the day they will do like these lagoon fountain uh, like dancing fountain shows in the lagoon uh, and one of the songs that they use for that hmm. is I believe a piece of the score from this movie yes I think it's kung fu fighting but I think it's sung in Chinese oh is it or is it the CeeLo Green version no, it's not the CeeLo Green version. No? No. Okay. Um, you know what? I think they might also use it in the pre-show to the... A piece of the score in the pre-show to the um, cinematic celebration. Uh, like a really nice little piece of music that's like... dee 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 ding hmm Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. That I always... Anytime I'm watching that show... I hear that and I'm like, I really like this piece of music. I wonder what it is. And even though I can ask my phone what it is, I never have. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You know, it's hard. It's hard for me to pitch things for the, for Kung Fu Panda because what looks like to be a really great theme park land already exists over there in China where it belongs. It's true. It's the perfect place for it. Looks like they did a great job. I just want to go there. Well, yeah. let me ask you this question. Um, you know, there are already kind of rumors, some stronger than others, about what's replacing Shrek. Um, oh, yeah. The, how would you feel about the Universal Studios Hollywood DreamWorks Theater coming? Um, they, they do have... Uh, it was supposed to be... I remember when it came out, it was supposed to, like, rotate what they showed in there. Yeah. But it's, it's just been Kung Fu Panda the whole time. Uh, I'm not saying I think that's what's going to go there, but I, I'm i just saying, like, how do you feel about it? Because that's what happened in Hollywood. Shrek closed, and that's what opened. Yeah. yeah the DreamWorks Theater. Um, I I wouldn't want that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would want something different. I would agree. And, and, and that's the and that's the the attraction and the premise of, of having theme parks that are underneath the same company you want something that's different that that can appeal to people to want to go i know i already have these parks on this side of the globe but i want to go to that park yeah and Mm -hmm. yeah it's going to have some of the same rides but it's going to have something that i can't experience back at home yeah yeah that that here's well okay if they did build like turn it into the dreamworks theater and put a different movie in there that isn't the Kung Fu Panda movie, I guess that would be a little bit better. But I think more than anything, I just want it to not be a 3D theater. 
yeah, yeah. just do something totally different yeah yeah i, I don't want to go into that building and sit in a movie theater and watch a 3d movie yeah i think that the no- you can do that outside of the theme park yeah i think the novelty of a 3d theater in today's day and age is not appealing or unique at all anymore no yeah um and you know what's funny yesterday i was at hollywood studios and i saw uh the best 3d theater attraction ever made which is muppet vision 3d (laughs) yes um i mean i I, in in a way i'm being hyperbolic because i love the muppets so much but i do think that 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 show does things that are really unique and special like you couldn't put muppet vision on a dvd and have that experience at home because so much of the of the show happens live in the theater yeah you know you have animatronics of four different muppets in the theater you have sweetums you know actual sweetums character walking through the theater uh you know there's so much happening there and like it 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 takes the idea of like a 3d movie and takes it to its ultimate potential in my opinion um and and shrek 4d and really any any unless you're gonna do that unless you're gonna do more than just show me a 3d movie and maybe shine some lights on the wall then there's no reason to do that again don't forget the seat that tries to actively harm you (laughs) that's pretty right it's it's just (laughs) it's not enough it's not i agree especially when the what you see on the screen isn't even exclusive to the park right yeah that's at that point there's absolutely no reason for the attraction to still be there um i think it you know i i like the shrek 40 ride like if the if the film wasn't uh, so readily available on home streaming and, and home media, like I would maybe be a little bit more upset because I do like the movie. I, I think it's a fun time, but it's just not an experience worthy of what Universal Orlando has become and is clearly trying to be to be. Mm. Uh, um, right. Yeah. I want a dark ride. Yeah, I, I want, you know, I want something I can't do anything anywhere else. Yeah, I yeah, agree. Absolutely. 100%. <sighs> All right. Final thoughts on Kung Fu Panda 2, guys. Wrap wrap up these thoughts. What do we what do we what do we like? How do we feel? Movie is good. Yeah, I agree. It's it, yeah, it rules. This movie rules. I'd give Very it. A, I'd probably give it a good eight out of ten. I'd probably say if if I, if I give the original like a nine, probably give yeah. this like an eight. Yeah, that feels good to me. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's part of the the pillars of DreamWorks Animation Films, um, because it's part of a series that has a lot of uh, great storytelling. Uh, good character arcs and character developments. It's got a lot of heart and passion. Um, it's not out there necessarily for all of the cheap jokes. It has some good humor in it, but it also has uh, good drama and uh, some some good payoffs and great moments in the film. Um, it's not Shark Tale. And it's, 
And it's, uh, while it might not be as strong as Kung Fu Panda, I, I think it's a good building block to the Kung Fu Panda story in the yes. Kung Fu Panda universe. Be, and it ends on a, on a cliffhanger, too. Well, not necessarily a cliffhanger. It opens a door for the story to continue. Yes, I forgot about that. Whereas yeah. Kung Fu Panda doesn't necessarily leave a door open or open a door at the end. It just kind of, all right, and we found resolution and we're just going to end the story. Yeah. Where when we talked about Kung Fu Panda, we felt like there could have been an epilogue in that at that end when we didn't get one. Right. Didn't we say it felt a little abrupt, the ending yeah. of the first one? Right. Yeah. But this this uh, this one learns from its mistake and yeah. gives us something else to go off on. Yeah. Yeah. So good I don't movie. know that I have anything to add. I think you nailed it. Cool. Uh, I, I, the only thing I'll say is I think I might maybe like this better knowing that there is a third one. Um, it feels like part of a larger thing. Uh. I think the first Kung Fu Panda stands alone. If they never made a sequel, I think uh, you're not missing anything in that first movie. Um, And the second one kind of definitely makes it feel like it's, it's, it's part of a larger series and now we need a third one, you know? Um, And uh, I don't really, I I guess people think it's good in general. I don't really know a lot of how people feel about Kung Fu Panda three. Um, yeah, I I just know that the first one is is beloved, uh, and the second one is also very well liked. I don't know a lot about the third one, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. That's yeah. the next one that I've never seen. Hmm. It feels very much like uh, Matrix Reloaded, whenever that first came out, because it was they filmed both of those movies back to back, and that second movie took what the first movie had and kind of built up on it mm. and at the end left you kind of with a cliffhanger or kind of with an open door of the story isn't over. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's the matrix trilogy is that way. The back to the future trilogy is that way. Yep. Um, uh, the pirates of the Caribbean trilogy mm-hmm. is that way. Uh, and yeah, Kung Fu Panda fits right in there. Although I mean, from so far, what we've seen, Kung Fu Panda 2 uh, does a better job of teeing up that third movie than maybe um, Pirates of the Caribbean or The Matrix do. Yeah. Um, Back to the Future, I think uh, it, it's a little clumsy. Obviously, like those are some of my favorite movies ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one specifically, though, like I, I love the second and third ones, but uh, the uh, it, it does kind of feel like forcing a trilogy and that didn't need to exist. <laughs> mm. um yeah where do we rank these john that's a good question let's take a look at the list right here yeah I'll, i kind of want to try to go through them a little quick because this is running long and we still have emails to read mm, okay let me see um did you uh do you want me to read mine yeah go for it I placed mine already, so if, if that's what you're looking at. 
Yeah, go ahead and place yours and and let's let's see what you got. All right. So from the bottom, uh, starting at number twenty-two, we've got the horse movie. Twenty-one, Shark Tale. Number twenty, Shrek the Third. Nineteen, Ants. Eighteen, Over the Hedge. Seventeen is Sinbad. Sixteen is Monsters vs. Aliens. Fifteen is the Road del Dorado. Fourteen is Flushed Away. Thirteen is Madagascar. Twelve is B Movie. Eleven is Madagascar Escape to Africa. Ten is Shrek Forever After. Nine is Megamind. Eight is The Prince of Egypt. Seven is Wallace and Gromit. Six is Chicken Run. Five is Shrek. Four is Kung Fu Panda 2. Nice. And then uh, number three is How to Train Your Dragon. Number two is Shrek 2. And number one is the original Kung Fu Panda. Uh, I picked the right franchise to be on. Oh, yeah. Kung Fu Panda 2. It was hard for me to decide whether it was above or below Shrek. Uh, Yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, it's so good, though. Like, as I was watching, I was like, this might this is the best. Yeah, this is the best series. Uh, Yeah, this is very good. Okay, I think I uh I think I have a placement for it. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh number twenty two is Shark Tale, twenty one is Over the Hedge, twenty is Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron, Horse Movie, nineteen is Sinbad, Legend of the Seven Seas, eighteen is Shrek the Third, seventeen is Ants. 16, Monsters vs. Aliens. 15, B-Movie. 14, Flushed Away. 13, Road to El Dorado. 12, Megamind. 11, Prince of Egypt. 10, Shrek Forever After. 9, Madagascar Escape to Africa. 8, Madagascar. 7, Chicken Run. 6, Wallace and Gromit Curse of the Were-Rabbit. 5, Kung Fu Panda 2. Mm, okay. 4, Shrek. 3, Shrek 2. 2, Kung Fu Panda. 1, How to Train Your Dragon. Mm. Mm. I, I think Shrek's a little bit Kung Fu Panda 2 is good but it's just a different it just is a different caliber of movie it's very solid there's nothing wrong with it but there's nothing overly spectacular about it yeah I mean there's don't get me wrong great moments in the film I love this film the the use of 2d the humor in it the drama the the characters and everything but it was okay yeah you know this might be one if we if we allow ourselves to do a rankings shuffle again it might it might fall below shrek uh or shrek one um they're so close yeah. That's that that like four and five are like the closest tie maybe in all of um all of this. Yeah, I agree. Uh yeah, it's tough. Um do we Do you want to do Rotten Tomatoes? Oh yeah, Rotten Tomatoes. Do you remember this game, uh Connor? Yeah, it's like guessing the score, yeah. Yes, yep. guessing the critic census. The, the 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 critics score. Okay. On Rotten Tomatoes. Can you remind us John what the first film uh received? Kung Fu Panda 1 uh received an 87. 87 critic and the audience score was 
Oh, do you have that? Let me let me get that for you. Okay, I don't think it matters so much actually. But so eighty seven, you said eighty seven for critics and eighty three for audience for Kung Fu Panda One. Okay, hmm. I'm kind of surprised the audience score is lower. Yeah. Hmm. Then again, I I do understand that why like critics loved it. Yeah, so definitely, annoying, definitely. You know. I just figured it'd be one of those movies where the audience score is like a ninety something. Yeah. I've never met anyone that doesn't like this movie, personally. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Kung Fu one. Panda 2. Well, I think it's going to be... I'm thinking it's going to be below an 87. Yeah, I think it's lower than the first movie. I would be shocked if it's in the 70s. So I'm going to... I'm thinking between 80 and 87. Right. I'm gonna let you. I'm. I'm. I'm on the same page. I'm gonna let you lock your number in. Okay. Or do you want me to go first? You go. You go. You go. I'm. I'm feeling comfortable at an 84. Okay. I'm gonna go one lower and say 83. Okay. The storyline arc may seem a tad familiar to fans of the original, but Kung Fu Panda 2 offers enough action, comedy, and visual sparkle to compensate. The tomato meter for Kung Fu Panda 2 is 81. Ooh. Ooh, okay. So we were all right. We were yeah. about 80 the 80 to 87 thing was spot on. Yeah, we yeah. were right. You yeah, every all of your all of your uh instincts were 100% correct. Yeah. The only thing was uh we just we thought Did, they liked it more than they did. Didn't quite yep. hit the number. Yeah. Uh, 81 is a respectable like I yeah. I you know. It's solid. Um what what is the audience score just out of curiosity? 74 really huh wow okay okay that's surprising Which is, that's not a it's not a bad number it's not no. horrible but it's not horrible but it's not an 80 or a 90 yeah right that is surprising i figured the audience score again i mean i'm think i keep thinking it's going to be higher i was thinking yeah. it would be around like you know mid 80s think about yeah. this though connor earlier you said that uh you give the first movie a 9 out of 10 you give this one an 8 out of 10 the mm-hmm. critics agreed they gave the first one an 87 percent, which rounds to 90 Right. Yeah, yeah. This one got an eighty-one, which is just above eight out of ten. This is true. Yeah, yeah. You and the critics. Yeah, you know, I took film classes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, let's get to some emails from our friends online. And again, if you want to send an email in to us, we can read it right here. Just write us, send something to dreamjerkspodcast at gmail.com, and I'll read it right here. We got a, a few things here from our friends online. Uh, Mad Mal here, he's been eagerly waiting this movie for a while. So uh, he sent this email like right after Megamind dropped. <laughs> uh, his subject is Kung Fu Panda 2 time. And again, this is Mad Mal. Hey there, Dream Jerks. The time has come. The best DreamWorks movie is here. I can still remember seeing this with my dad, younger cousin, and grandparents. I remember seeing it and absolutely loved it. It was just so much better than the first film. I always loved how it delved into more of Poe's story. Plus, that John Powell score is amazing, and I'll listen to it every now and then again. Uh, my favorite part of the soundtrack was the track named More Cannons. Uh, 
which plays as Poe and the Five escape the collapsing palace. Mm. Plus, how evil Shen is as a villain, and he's great. I thought I would add my ranking as the at, uh, of the movies at this point. Number one will surprise no one. And I'll read it as he ordered it. He ordered it uh, top to bottom. So number one, he's got Kung Fu Panda 2. Number two, The Prince of Egypt. Number three, Shrek 2. Number four, How to Train Your Dragon. How to f- uh, Number five, The Road to El Dorado. Number six, Kung Fu Panda. Uh, number seven, Shrek. Eight, Megamind. Ah, oh, see, there's a big Megamind fan right there. Mm. Uh, number nine, Chicken Run. Number 10, Madagascar 2. Number 11, Wallace and Gromit. 12, Sinbad. 13, Madagascar. 14, Shrek Forever After. 15, Over the Hedge. 16, Spirit. 17, Flushed Away. 18, Shrek the Third. 19, Shark Tale. 20, Ants. 21, B-Movie. And 22, Monsters vs. Aliens. Woo. Sorry for the long email, and thanks for the amazing show. Thank you for your kind words, Mad Mal. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sending this in, sharing your history and experience and memories with this movie. Man, he thinks it's so much better than the first film. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, you know, that's if, if that's the way you feel like there's nothing in this that makes me say like, no, you're wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. Like it's 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 on par. Like, I definitely could see someone liking this better. That That's yeah. what I was going to say was like. Um, if someone told me they liked Kung Fu Panda 2 more, uh, I wouldn't really have any objections. I'd, <laughs> yeah. I would just assume that they probably value those emotional moments uh, very highly. Yeah. And if that's what works for them, that's what works for them. You know? 100%. I may not agree, but I can definitely see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I, hope, I hope our discussion... Um... Did you proud, Mad Mal? I know you've been waiting for this one for a long time, so uh, I hope uh, I hope you're not mad at us. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, then I got one from someone named Leticia. Uh, the subject is Mixels, and that's the whole email. There's nothing else. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's no body. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Sounds like a mixel up to me <laughs> mixels is a 2014 comedy animated television series that aired on cartoon network and was co-produced by the lego group and cartoon network studios so maybe that's what they meant did they want us to watch it maybe i don't think it has anything to do with dreamworks yeah um okay mixels <laughs> there we go um and now, again, of course, an email from longtime listener, frequent writer, Eloise. Um, here we go. Eloise says, I can't rate you guys on Spotify. It must be for premium users. That's the subject. That, that could very well be. I don't know. Uh, rating podcasts on Spotify is brand new, so we don't know much about it. Um, anyway, Eloise says, hi, guys. I want to rate your podcast on Spotify, yet I cannot find the star rating. So I assume it's a new feature for premium users, which sucks because I can't afford that yet. But if I was going to rate your podcast, it would be a solid four out of five stars. <laughs> nice. Or like Kung saying... Panda 2. 
Yeah, not saying that you guys aren't doing a good job. You guys are awesome. It's just that I don't agree with John's opinions with some of the movies like Monsters vs. Aliens and Shrek Forever After. <laughs> That's okay. Kenneth, I'm sorry. I, I can't make us a five-star uh, yeah. five-star <laughs> podcast. Oh, my gosh. Well, but, you know, I I respect... Uh, I respect your... I guess the, the the integrity of your opinion, I guess, Eloise, that that you know, as much as you love the show, this is a this is a a one voter issue, I guess. I don't know. Like I don't I'm trying to think about what the best way to say this is like she cares enough about this that uh, you know, she has to she has to vote with her heart. That's okay. Yeah, I understand that and I respect that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for not lying to yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Be true to yourself above anything else. Yeah. Live your Take truth. that star away from us. Yeah. <laughs> Please rate us five out of five. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, hey, sound quality is better. Uh, but an update in Australia with the fast food joints where I am another... Taco Bell is opening very soon. Uh, oh, wait, another food joints where I am. Okay, I see, I see. But an update in Australia with the fast food joints where I am. Another Taco Bell is opening very soon. Also, I remember the Megamind toys being in the kids combo at Hungry Jack's in Australia. Kyle did a good job on Megamind being a guest host. But I do wish they had Andy Samberg as either Jonah Hill's character or Minion. Sorry, I don't like David Cross. He just annoys me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I know he is Crane, but he doesn't say much in those movies. Also, do you wish that DreamWorks should stop making Trolls movies? It's getting to a point where it's just getting annoying that they are just way too happy about everything. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. I must have ranted too much. Sorry for the long email. Your pal, Eloise. Uh, okay, let's go. Let's get. Let's go down. Let's unpack piece by piece. Okay, first of all, another Taco Bell is opening on Australia very soon. Eloise, for th- did you try the one, the first one that opened, or was it too far away? I think. Also, try the chicken quesadilla. Oh, there you go. Did you guys I like see? The... Did you guys see that they're selling like chicken wings at Taco Bell now? Yeah, I don't yeah. like this. No, I, I find I like I find it to be sacrilege a little bit. But then yeah, again, yeah. I've heard that they're really good. You know, I got to try it for science eventually. It's just the way it yeah. is. But well, it's, it's like when they introduce chicken wings to Tijuana Flats. I'm like, I get it, but yeah, you, you're a taco place. Sell tacos. Yeah, or sell. <laughs> sell tacos deep fried or something like experiment more with tacos before you just give up and go let's sell chicken wings heck there's a chicken shortage in the world anyways let's just go for broke and sell chicken wings yeah didn't didn't taco bell try selling or not uh didn't burger king try selling tacos at one point like i'm sick of i'm sick of all these fast food places trying to be like um what if we sold food that isn't what we sell? Yeah, like no. they, they're leaving their wheelhouse. Stay in they're your leaving lane. their wheelhouse. Burger King is a common culprit in that regard. I, I feel yeah. like I feel like they just do some weird stuff sometimes. 
They introduced hot dogs. They yes, invented chicken that. fries. Yeah. Chicken fries, mac and Cheetos. Yeah. Oh, weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't know what's going on. Arby's is doing something too. I went to, to Arby's. I'm trying to remember what it was, but I was like, wait, Arby's sells this now? I can't remember what it was. I'd have to, to look, but I, I was, it just seems like a, a common trend. Do you guys remember when McDonald's sold like those bunt cakes for a little bit? <laughs> no. You don't? No. There was a period of time in like 2015 where McDonald's had bunt cakes. <laughs> That's so weird. I, I swear okay. they, they were good, but it was like, what the hell? And they haven't been back yeah. in like seven years. <laughs> so I, they might not have been well received, but I like them. Yeah. Um. Uh. Oh, Taco Bell chicken wings. To me, there are sometimes Taco Bells that are also combined with the KFC, and so that is a little interesting wrinkle for me. Of like, which which re- which side of the restaurant are these chicken wings from? <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, Eloise, let us know when you finally try the Taco Bell. Yes, we're, I'm, or we we need to know. Uh, um, oh, you don't like David Cross? He just annoys you. That's okay. You know, I I do really like David Cross. Great interested development. I've started watching Mister Show recently. That is like a sketch show on HBO that he did in the nineties. That's mm-hmm. basically where he's from. His whole, you know, his career is thanks to him co-creating that show. Yeah, with Bob Odenkirk. With Bob Odenkirk. Um, every time I hear Bob Odenkirk's name, I think Bobo Denkirk. Like, I'm gonna save <laughs> save that, save that. You know what? Bobo Denkirk is in our band. He's in the band. Bobo Denkirk. <laughs> there we go. Bobo Denkirk. Boom. <laughs> what was the next thing? Um. Oh, do we wish DreamWorks would stop making Trolls movies? Um, it's no. annoying that they're too happy about everything. No, I think they need to make at least one more. Uh, because Shrek got four movies and only three of them were good. Yeah. So Trolls needs at least one more movie. I think stopping at a trilogy is wise for animated films because you can keep on coming up with ideas and trying to milk franchises for all that they're worth. But there's going to come a point where people are just going to get tired of seeing these characters over and over and over again. You need to know when to be wise to wrap up the story, wrap it up in a bow and just be like, we're done making movies. Yes, we can do animated uh, TV series, which trolls have done and which yeah. all the other DreamWorks uh, franchises have done as well. But um, you got to know when to get get off the ride. You got to yeah. know when to, you got to know when to stop. I think trolls is popular enough now that it has the opportunity to make one more movie and, um, you know, try to make up some new songs to, to kind of cover and, and try to make some bangers and everything like that. But I think it needs one more, but yeah, don't you got make a fourth one. <laughs> <laughs> and you also got to think, I mean, there there's only two trolls movies. Yeah. You know, it's not like they, 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 
won't leave us alone with them. Like there, yeah. there's only two movies, and, and they think, were like four years apart from each other. Yeah, and yes, they're happy, but I think they they give a positive enough message that it's not not something that is too too happy or too sweet. Yeah, I, I think it's it's good enough in this world where we already have enough <laughs> enough to deal with to to have something to escape to that has a little bit of positivity and it is is nice. So yeah, yeah, they could do with one more. And you also have to think, you know, the big the big franchises from DreamWorks have all pretty much wrapped up, right? Shrek is done, Madagascar is done, uh, mm-hmm. How to Train Your Dragon is done with main movies at least, mm-hmm. uh, Kung Fu Panda's done Mm -hmm. so all that's left is trolls trolls is the only active film franchise that they have right now yeah uh so you know until they find the next one they gotta they gotta work with this one yeah i agree or i guess the crudes i don't know if people care about the crudes i liked the set both movies in the crudes Crudes Um, has an opportunity to make a third one oh you know what there's also the boss baby i'm sorry the boss baby oh no is an active <laughs> franchise i don't it's not anywhere near as beloved as trolls though spirit is now too <sighs> i i don't know if <laughs> they made a sequel they made it but i don't know if it's gonna be a sustainable franchise it's definitely not going to be one of the tent poles like the other ones we listed yeah i don't think it stands a chance yeah you think it's a, a one and done for that sequel probably yeah I can't imagine that it did very well. I, I think Spirit is another case of, uh, you know, you should have known when to get off the ride. And yeah, they came out <laughs> to with get the, off the horse. To get, oh, my God. Um, <laughs> 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 and again, they, they came out with with uh, TV Netflix series and, and things like that. That kind of opened the door to, hey, people kind of like this. Maybe we should do another one. And they did it. And more or less, it was an amalgamation of the TV series, according to Travis. Um, yeah. So did it really add anything? Maybe it did. I don't know. But again, yeah. didn't didn't need it, but they did it anyways. Yeah. We'll find out when we get there. Yeah. In the future. And real quick, last thing I want to read here. These are uh, answers to our question from the previous episode. Uh, if you listen on Spotify, it is possible for us to ask a question on there. I don't think that a, ne- a question necessarily came up this time, unless we want to think of something we would like to ask the listeners right now. Oh, um, a question for this episode? Yeah. Do we okay. have one? Um, hmm. Are you looking forward to Kung Fu Panda 3? Oh, yeah. There you go. There you go. Or what if it's... Well, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. Are you looking forward to Kung Fu Panda 3? But last time I asked the question, do you miss John? (laughs) So here are some answers we got. Uh, Matt the Snapper said, yes. (laughs) Cool. Uh, Eloise, right? Is that who this is? Yes, Eloise on Spotify said, yes, I miss him, but Kyle did a good job. Uh, I I remember that. Kyle did a great job. Oh, yes. I, yeah. Thank you, save, Kyle. Save, save the day. Um, uh, perhaps someday soon, maybe he'll have to do the same for me. Maybe. You never maybe. know. Um, she says, I remember the Megamind toys came from Hungry Jacks or Red Rooster, either of those, but I know it wasn't Macca's. 
Maccas. McDonald's. Authentic Australian. Yeah. Uh, E. Linda PJ said, I miss John so much. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, A user named Powerpuff Girls said, Mixels. (laughs) Are you kidding me? No No. way. (laughs) What the heck? I'm not kidding you. (laughs) Are you you are kidding me? No, I'm not. This is real. <laughs> Mixels. 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 And then Mad Mal said, yes. So there you go. Those are cool. the answers to the question from previous episode. Thank you for everyone for participating. Uh, and go on to Spotify. If this is if you listen on Spotify, go on there and answer today's question. Are you excited for Kung Fu Panda 3? Based on Kung Fu Panda 2, Are you, did, did you see that? that It wasn't a post-credit scene. It was a pre-credit scene. Yeah. Post ending pre credits uh, scene that says there's more, but wait, there's more. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's story's Kung not Fu over. Panda. That's Kung Fu Panda 2. We made it. We did it. We did it so well. Uh, Connor, are there any places online that people should uh, look for you if they're interested in that? Sure. Uh, Connor FL on YouTube. Uh, that's with an ER, not, not an OR, because uh, I'm not a savage. <laughs> and then uh, Boo Bros, check out Boo Bros. Uh, it's just a collaboration channel with me and some other good YouTubers who do theme parks, haunts, stuff of that nature. Nice. All right. Uh, John, anything you got for us? Nope. All right. As for me, uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Or the rare TikTok uh, at King Kemen. K-E-M-M-A-N King Kemen um, There's a band uh, from that, that is based in Orlando, Florida That features members That look exactly like me and John Yeah I would If, you, if I didn't know better I would say it's us <laughs> um, It's a band called Pangolin You can follow that band Everywhere on the internet At Pangolin FL uh there's a podcast on the internet if i didn't know any better i would say we're the hosts of it mm-hmm. they look they sound just like us dead on the dream it's called dream Drinks podcast you can follow that show anywhere online uh that's that's twitter facebook and instagram at dream Drinks pod again if you want to send us an email uh just write us at dream at gmail.com uh, and we will read those on the air as long as uh, you don't tell us not to. And uh, as far as ratings and reviews, go on to Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave us a five-star rating as long as you don't firmly disagree with our opinions on your favorite films. Um, and uh, yeah, write us a review. No one has written a, re- a review since last time. Again, if you write a review, I will read it on here. You can make me say anything you want. Make me say something really weird. Like Mixels. Uh, you don't, you, Mixels, perfect example. Um, yeah, you do not have to write a review of the show. Just go to the show, click on write a review, and then just write anything. Write an epic poem. Write an S, a five paragraph essay on the history of the Industrial Revolution. Write, uh, write a review of, of the last episode of a Netflix show that you watched. I don't you just write anything in there. 
Let's yeah. make let's make our reviews on Apple Podcasts the weirdest place on the internet. What do you say? I say that everyone should write a review and just write the word Mixels. <laughs> yeah, flood the reviews with the word Mixels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. All right. Hey, everybody. Smoke Vanish, Alpha Zeta Bones Jones, Marcos Lightspeed, Crazy Calzoni, Fat Giraffe, Will Do Am, and Bobo Denkirk. We'll see you all at band practice. Until next time, for the dream to work, we got to go to sleep. So, good night. Good night. Dream Jerks podcast has no affiliation with DreamWorks Animation, Universal Pictures, or Comcast NBC Universal. The views or opinions expressed are those of the participants and do not represent the companies or organizations they happen to work for. Theme music by Pangolin. <laughs>